Let's face it, living takes guts and living a full life takes a lot of guts. Igniting Courage podcast is the place you can come to get a blast of courage from real people who are clawing their way through life just like you are. We're going to talk about big courage and also little daily courage. You'll hear people's opinions on how to build courage and how to summon it when you would rather join the circus and never be heard from again. So welcome. I'm glad you had the guts to show up for this conversation. Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on Igniting Courage podcast, episode 51. Holy moly, we are about to celebrate one year birthday with episode 52, and I've got a bit of an announcement. So make sure you check in next week, but I'm glad you're here now because I have my interview with Ashley Walter. And as I was thinking about what I wanted season two, which is year two of Igniting Courage podcast to look like, I started thinking, all right, Anne, you got to get out of your bubble. You got to start interviewing people outside of anything you have any experience with. And we've done that a little little bit in 2019, but I think that 2020 is going to bring a few more interviews that that talk a little bit about courage outside of anything I know. And starting with that is Ashley Walter, who is a woman running for office here in Traverse City, where I live in a relatively small town in northern Michigan. So I was really interested to hear her version of courage from a political standpoint and running for office and what kind of courage that takes to take action in the community and make change happen. And Ashley is an intelligent person. She's also one of my running buddies. And as anybody who runs knows, you chat about everything. I really respect Ashley. I'm excited about her campaign and what she can do for this city, but I also love hearing her thoughts on courage and what it means as a woman running for office. So enjoy and take some action this week, guys. All right, Ashley Walter, thanks so much for having me over and we're doing a live interview here. It's exciting. Thanks for having me, Anne. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And one of the things as I move into my second year of podcasting is that I'm going to try to start going outside of my own bubble and what I know and what I'm comfortable with. So when I heard you were running for office locally, I was like, this is perfect. I know nothing about this, so I'm super <laughs> excited. But before we get into that, where has courage showed up for you today or recently? Oh, I love this question. Thank you. Um, I mean, every day I feel like I have to tap into it. I'm talking to a lot of different people right now and go wherever I'm invited. So I feel like I'm talking to a diverse group of people. But the hardest times lately have been talking to groups of kids. <laughs> I I know. I uh, was invited to talk to a Girl Scout troop last week about democracy and why it's important for women to step up and run for office. And oh, is this junior scout? So you got high schoolers, middle schoolers? Or? These are little, like first graders. Or like brownies. Yeah, brownies and Whoa. daisies. <laughs> little. And so I... You know, I always feel a little bit of fear going into a forum or any time I have to speak and answer questions that are totally unknown. You never know what somebody's going to ask you. But I was sweating before the Girl Scouts meeting. I just felt nervous because kids, they don't have like all these preconceived notions of what should be asked or what shouldn't be asked. or And I just felt the weight of it. Like I felt like... This was really important to talk to them about how important it is for more women to step up and run for elected office. And this might be the first time that somebody talked to them about 
being a part of democracy and how their voice matters and really important stuff. So I felt the weight of it and I was so nervous, but it was great. Nice. Yeah. Plus, you never know if the only questions you're going to get is, what did you have for lunch? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and there was some what of that. Was your house? <laughs> there was some of that, like... I got they have a question and then it wasn't a question it was like an experience they wanted to share about one time when the neighbor's snake like you know left the cage and <laughs> and I was like all right well <laughs> so you never know and so it's like reframing and refocusing and and trying to stay on message <laughs> but also have it be really relevant for a first grader yeah you know, I don't. I want them to feel the importance of it, but also understand. So I had to bring it down to their level, but not be um, bringing it down too much. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it was. It turned out great, but it was. Um, I had. I felt very nervous. All right. Yeah. It was a moment of courage for you. For sure. So the yeah. other moment of courage must be when you decided. All right, it's city. Council, right? Yeah, we call it city commission. City commission. It's the same thing. But okay. That's the so talk to me about, just let's start with the decision to run. Because I think that's something that would stop a lot of people. would be like, okay, whoa, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to be in charge of policy. Let somebody else sure. handle it. Yes. And part of it for me, I am a woman. And that is important in the conversation because women have more barriers to running for office than men do. That is changing as we talk about it more and break down barriers for women. I was encouraged by um, a statistic I heard that when women run for office, we, run, we win at the same rate as men. So when women run, we win at the same rate as men. And I had to say that to myself several times to mm. really believe it because we, we set up barriers for ourselves. So when you talk about barriers, are you talking about those, my own barriers, me getting in my own way, or external barriers? All of the above. Okay, yeah. Certainly it's um, my own personal stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is our society and barriers of our society supporting or, or not well supporting women running for office. And like I said, I think that's changing, but it's certainly real. And a lot of organizations have done a lot of work to help break down those barriers. But yeah, I mean, in answer to your original question, the decision-making process. Yeah. So I have always been active in politics, or not always, but you know, since I was in school, ran for student body president when I was a senior, lost by one vote. <laughs> Actually, two. Like, can't really lose by one, but <laughs> technically it was one. Great experience, but, you know, taught me the value of mm. every vote counts. Yeah. And, and then I was on student um, government through college and then took a little bit of a break. And then I lived in Empire, a little village near here. And I served um, in elected office there. I served on the village council for several years. And uh, it was mostly good experience. It's tough. You know, serving in public office is a ton of work. It's a huge sacrifice for you and your family. And so because I had experienced that before, it's mm -hmm. not like I don't know what I'm you getting into. Sure. 
um, because of that. And my family has always been active in community. My mom was on a school board in the town I grew up in as an adult going back to school, just very busy, but always committed to community. So I kind of knew what it was like in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, that's good and bad, the known and then the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> So I knew I wanted to run for something, but I didn't really know exactly what. Because I I wanted to give back and um, be a part of a solution instead of just complaining about things. That's a big one for me. If Show up and do what you can. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought in this season of life, that was the best opportunity for me to do this. But we have these conversations like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't want to do it when I'm... Um, you know, when I have little kids, I just don't have time to do that. And so we always have these conversations. If you're thinking about running, these are usually the things you say to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. there's never a good time. Right. You can't wait for the best time. You know, you either have, uh, maybe have young kids or you have... Which an, you do. Which I do. I have a 10-year-old and an almost 8-year-old. Um, they're not as young. They're more independent. But they're still in, in need of care every day. But also... Later on, people say, oh, I'll do it when I retire, or I'll do it when I X, Y, and Z. Well, then we have aging parents, and we have um, siblings we need to care for, and and then we have other things we might want to do in retirement, you know? So anyway, we, we can always find an excuse for mm-hmm. why it's not the best time. Yeah. And I just said, you know what? There is no best time, but I feel like I have a lot to offer and want to be part of solutions so i'm gonna run i love it yeah you know i've done a lot of different activism mostly starting in about 2016 i was involved in politics before but honestly had become kind of complacent for several election cycles kind of mostly happy with how things were going and i had babies and but i think that was a wake-up call for me in 2016 and then i i got more involved with things at the national level the state level and really the the most impact you have is at the local level and so that's why I chose this particular office. Nice. And I think that's such a, an important thing from a mindset perspective of the public is that we get so caught up in the big things that are happening in the world that we forget to focus on the little things that are happening that change the way we live directly on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And engagement is really high in our community, which is a sign of a healthy community. You know, there's a lot of people running. There's a lot of people involved in the conversation. Because those things right in front of us are important. And it's about our everyday quality of life for people who live here of all ages and want to remain here. And so it's so important that we engage on the local level. Where really, I mean, there's a million things wrong in the world and we need to start somewhere. And I think starting with your own backyard is oftentimes the best place to start. When you're talking about local government and city commission in particular, and, and this is coming from a complete idiot when it comes to politics at all. So I know nothing. <laughs> and I've moved around so much that I you know, yeah. never kind of dug sure. in. So when, it talk, when you're talking about that, do you end up selecting platforms and issues and things like that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but it's awfully, it's helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> to have a clear message and stay on your message and be able to I mean, the idea is just to share that as many people as you can and have a good conversation about it and do a lot of listening. Mm. That's the key, I think, is 
listening to what's important to people because your represent your hope is that you represent them you know and so um being able to be an active engaged listener is so important and i love that you're saying that because when people think of politicians and people think of politics they think of ego they think of me 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 they think of they're just out there trying to feed themselves sure and so that you would say that first is really encouraging because that's what it's supposed to be about yeah yeah so when you talk about platforms yeah what are you which ones did you pick what are you campaigning with right now well i'm campaigning on the idea of community and that community should be first in the decisions that we make as a community we have a lot of different stakeholders and a lot of different interests and kind of a push and pull with neighborhood interests and business interests and because a lot of our businesses are tourism driven here where we live in traverse city michigan there's a big uh, tourist industry absolutely Um, so yeah we gotta think about that oh yeah and we wouldn't be here without the health of that and yet and yet (laughs) we are people who live here mostly year-round for most of us and need to maintain our quality of life and sustainability and so it is a delicate balance and sometimes it gets out of balance so it's important for us to be cognizant of that like it I feel like it's so important to have the business and have the neighborhoods um, and it should be kind of a somewhat you know symbiotic relationship and to be cognizant of of pulling those things into balance all the time is really important. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and so how did you select that as your specific focus? I think that's what I hear about a lot from what's important to people. Um, That's certainly important to me and why I love Traverse City and love living in the neighborhood that we are raising our kids in is a connection to neighbors and the strength of our community. And I think if we don't have that, we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Why live here and in, invest in this place if we don't have a strong community? You know, sense of connection to people, um, ability to to walk and bike in your neighborhood and feel connected to people. Right. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. just the funny thing that the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about this is one time I was running through this neighborhood and somebody had a plastic Santa standing right in the middle of their porch, right in front of the door. And it reminded me of Gandalf protecting the <laughs> hobbits as they're running across the bridge from whatever was running after them at the time. You know, you shall not pass. And so I make this joke on Facebook and you're like, oh my God, that's my neighborhood. That's the Santa that gets passed <laughs> around. And I'm like, just that, you know, <laughs> that fun, goofy trust laughing yeah. i know who does that i know who's that house that is you know that community <laughs> right. even though that's silly and totally surface level oh yeah but you wouldn't do that if you didn't have the trust and you didn't have that connection right. yeah. and that quality of life that comes with being able to have a community joke right you know yeah absolutely and that belief in that that we are all in this together no matter what and so we need to continue having those important community conversations and build each other up mm-hmm. and not um, tear each other down. It's easy to, you know, we've got some big, big issues in the city. But if we back to community first, if we remember our, our neighborhoods and our community is more important than our individual interests, that's what will sustain us. Great. Yeah. So how long, 
I apologize for my ignorance, but we have three weeks till the elections? Yeah, we do. A little over three weeks. The election is Tuesday, November 5th. Okay. Yeah. Three weeks from tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I am very excited. Yeah, you know, the um, having worked uh, with other campaigns before, it's a funny cycle. You know, you're doing a lot of background work and a, uh, just a, it's it's a ton of work, first mm-hmm. of all. But you're um, doing a lot, you know, through the summer and the, and then you don't feel like anybody's really paying attention until after Labor Day, especially. It, and it might be a seasonal thing. It, in our community, but I think it's it's pretty true around the country as well. You know, people kind of take the summer off, and and then after Labor Day, kids are going back to school, and you're settling into routines, and and then there's an election coming up, and so you you kind of fit into that cycle, and then things just get busier, 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 and then the last few weeks are just kind of crazy, but it, but good as well. You know, you. These kind of conversations are really important. I mean, it feels like such an honor to me to spend time talking to people about important things. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so it's such a great opportunity. I love it. So if I think about what my objections would be to running, my first thought, and this is just me, would be I don't want to put myself in the public eye like that. I don't want to put my family in the public eye. So wh- mm-hmm. what is your view on that? Well, I would say I have a slightly different worldview. I can see that. I just haven't really felt that as much. I mostly feel like I try to put out positive energy and I mostly get back positive stuff. Not always, but I think if you do that and you frame things in a positive way and you come at problem solving with like great intent and wanting to build a coalition and include all people. I'm so interested in making sure we include all voices Mm -hmm. and are very inclusive. And so I think when you approach things that way, people don't feel threatened or defensive and and want to attack you Mm -hmm. or, you know, people want to work with that. And so I think that it's always possible when you're in the public eye or when you put your family in that position that bad things happen. But I have a history of making pretty good decisions, so uh, it's um, unlikely that that yeah. would happen. And I love what you're saying about the fact that if you walk into a situation with good intentions and positive, in, the, the intent to do good things, people see that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, when I teach leadership seminars in corporations, we talk about how do they believe in your good intentions? Do they mm. do they know that you want what's best for them? Mm. Because everything gets easier once that trust exists. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. Whether it's politics or business or family or neighborhood, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love that you say that. You also talked about everybody's voice being heard. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an interesting place where both emotional intelligence and courage come into the conversation, these days especially, mm-hmm. because when you allow all voices to be heard, some of them might not agree with you. Absolutely. And they may not say what you want them to say. Yeah. So talk about the courage to accept that piece. Yeah, it is tough because I think part of that is just trying to be humble and not going into a situation thinking that you know everything. You know, I, I, as I get a little older, I'm 42, I feel like every year I know more of what I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. You know, something like that. Yeah. And 
I think that can be a really good thing to bring to public service if you're open to listening to people who know more about things that you don't know about. Or even just a different perspective and thinking. Yes, about. Maybe absolutely. Maybe you have as much knowledge, but from a different place. Yes. And just bringing on a different perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always loved listening to people's different perspectives and changing my mind after thinking thoughtfully about something. It's not... Um, it's easy to go into, you know, a vote or a situation having, you know, your set way about it. It's harder to go into it, you know, with what you know, but then really listening and trying to think critically about all sides. Mm-hmm. And that takes effort, too. Takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. It's, and it also takes intentionally reaching out to people you don't agree with. If you really believe in the idea that all voices need to be heard and all voices are important in the conversation, then you have to be intentional about reaching out because we live in our bubbles, right? I mostly live in a bubble of people who think like me, who kind of have a similar worldview. And so in order to really seek out other opinions, you have to put effort into it yeah and, and that's what i told my boyfriend watch he goes down youtube rabbit holes a lot sure he'll get into political yeah. videos and all of this stuff and it's like I, I i said to him one time i'm like do you ever watch the other side because he gets <laughs> all fired up yeah, yeah. Rah, 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 fire and brimstone yeah. about all the things that are the what he's watching is pointing out that's wrong yeah. and i was like do you ever watch the other side he's like no <laughs> I just watch what comes up or what's the next video right, right. alright cool and then I came Your home one suggested time. views yeah. yeah and I came home one time he goes alright so I watched some other stuff and I'm like alright good that's all I care about <laughs> it is important yeah. yeah I often will you know turn on different radio stations or you know look up a few videos of things that are not how I view the world because it's important sure. to understand. Yeah, absolutely. So has anything in this campaign been surprising to you around what has required courage from you? Yes. So when you run a campaign, it is a ton of work for, it's like a sprint marathon, people talk. <laughs> and I've run marathons. I'm not a sprinter, (laughs) so I kind of know what that means, but it is you're just going, going, going. And so it's hard for me to ask for help. And because I've had a lot of experience with campaigns, I just like to do it all. I got to a point where I just couldn't do it all. And then I really thought, you know, this it's not about me anyway. Like the campaign isn't about me, it's about our quality of life here in Traverse City and it's about the people in our community and how we can make people's lives better. I can't do this alone, right? We're all in this together. And so I just needed to ask for help in getting stuff done and getting the word out. And and that took a lot of courage for me because I like to think that I can do it on my own and <laughs> be independent and, you know, be a strong woman and But a lot of that means pulling together your network of people and reaching out to people with skills and passion and expertise that you don't have and and like bringing together a coalition of people who also believe in what you believe in. And so, you know, the initial really took courage, like, I need help. But um, that was a great lesson to me. And like when you put it out there and you ask for what you want, 
the guy just received awesome help in return. Mm -hmm. And so many people excited about it and wanting to contribute whatever they could. And interview after interview after interview on this podcast, that comes up every time, whether we're talking about recovering Uh from alcoholism or parenting or going to college or whatever courage is coming in. It's always reach out. It's always, you don't have to do it alone. And yes. similar to, you know, you were talking about your limiting belief about getting elected as a woman, and you found that statistic that women are as likely to get elected as men are if they run, mm-hmm. you know, if they run. <laughs> right. Right. So when you think about knocking out that limiting belief, and if you think about when people ask you for help, you want to help. Mm-hmm. Like we are all problem solvers, especially if we believe in what the other person's doing. Right. So you're almost building on your own platform by asking for that help. Yeah. So that's 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 really cool. It was it was really cool. And it's been cool every day, you know. How can I help? What can I do? It's been a great experience being able to share it with everybody else. Yeah. And so it's it's an interesting piece of the courage here where you have the courage to run. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have that or don't want that sure. piece of the business. However, they might say, you know what? I don't want to run, but I want to help you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so it's another way for people to get involved too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not for everybody. You know, and that's fine. Yeah. There's a role in all aspects of our community that we need people to be in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like helping people find that yeah. spot. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's been good. So if there were one piece of advice you have for somebody who's thinking, mm, I don't like the way things are going in my town, or I don't like the way things are going in the politics right now, I'm, I might want to get involved. What piece of advice would you give them? Action is the antidote to despair. I think that is so true, and and it's been so true in my life. Every time I felt despair over something out in the world, whether it's something on the national level or the state level or the local level or in my home, whatever it is, just taking one step of action toward a solution is empowering it empowers the people around you and it really is the only thing that we can do to affect change it's just one person at a time doing what they can in their season of life and just take a step there's no right thing to do and you're going to make mistakes and that's great it's all part of the process um but you just have to start yeah and you'll be empowered. I think I've seen a lot of people who um, usually get fired up about an issue, right? Mm-hmm. There's that one thing that really bugs you. Once you get involved in that one issue and you understand the power that you have as one person, it is so empowering in our democracy for somebody to feel that. And it's like a ripple effect. You know, people see it. And they, they say, oh, you know, wow, this is possible. Mm-hmm. And then you could keep doing it. So it's usually that one issue, you know, that somebody's like really into that brings them into the power of our democracy. Mm-hmm. And I hear so many people in despair, like you say, yeah. about everything that's going oh, on in yeah. politics today. And, you know, you ask, you know, what are you doing about it? And they're like, nothing. I complain on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, yeah. and uh, so it's like, that. get off your butt, do something. Yeah. Whether it's helping with a campaign or... running a campaign yourself yeah do something do something and that's the scariest part it is scary it is scary the first time Mm -hmm. no matter what you do whether you pick up the phone to call your legislator or you write a letter and you want it to be just right 
or you want to talk to a friend about something that's really bothering you that maybe you don't usually like talk about politics or talk about whatever issues. Um, those first steps can be scary, but know that that is like the only way toward making change mm -hmm. is just pushing through that. And you talked about ripple effects, not only in the community, like you inspire other people to become empowered and to get involved, but the ripple effects in yourself and your own courage yeah. are also really powerful. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause then you think, well, okay, I wrote the letter. I made a phone call and talked to a staffer and okay, what else can I do? What's, what's next? And then you, and then you get more and more involved and you gain that courage over time to own your voice too. I think that there's a lot of people who are worried about, they don't really know what to say. Something bugs them, but they don't feel like they know enough about it to be able to argue about it. And you don't need to. Mm. You just you just need to start with voicing your opinion about it. You know, you obviously do your research, but you don't have to be an expert. And when you have the mindset that you do, that most of what you're doing is listening, yeah. You're learning on a daily basis and becoming an expert more and more every day. Yeah, for sure. I learn more every day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. This has been enlightening. I just, you know, I know so little about this. So thank you for sharing sure. with me. And uh, I'll put on information how people can get in touch with you or get involved or just ask questions or anything like that right in the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. I always love talking about it and always fun to see you, Anne. And good luck. Great to see you too. We'll have Thanks. to do a run soon. Okay. <laughs>